Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It is the middle of the week. It's time for the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. Berm is back. That's Spencer Holbrook. And Tim May, I am Austin Ward. Ohio State getting ready for an absolute thriller on Saturday night against Akron. Spencer is, I think he's trending towards making that a closer prediction than uh, the experts think. We'll have to see uh, and stay tuned for bold predictions for that. But this, again, is the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. The big news out of Ohio State today, senior linebacker Dallas Gant uh, has entered the transfer portal, is leaving, trying to retain two years of eligibility to go play elsewhere. He's seen his role kind of dwindle uh, in the last couple weeks. Week one had that costly penalty. He's still seventh on Ohio State in tackles with 10, but you know the snap count had started to shrink, and, and he's made a decision even before game number four, Berm, to move on. Um, I don't think that this is one that Ohio State is all that thrilled with when you look at the depth on the team and you know the, the time that he'd spent patiently waiting to try and contribute and veteran leadership and the unit that he's on. You know, Obviously, players get to make their own decisions, and you have to respect that, but... Uh, this one, I think, came as a little bit of a surprise to Ohio State. Yeah, it's it can be a surprise, but also expected at the same time. I think they were surprised by the timing of it, but you figure at some point with an additional year gained back from the COVID year that that, that was a possibility for Dallas Gann, especially as Cody Simon and some of these younger guys keep rising up that depth chart. I live by this philosophy. It's, if something's going to happen eventually, it may as well happen immediately. And if for Dallas Gann, it means getting himself into a new situation, finding out where he's going to fit in, what coaching staff he wants to play for, start learning a new defense ASAP, because this is about a kid who needs to be able to contribute in a new program starting January 15th. So, I mean, I, I guess I understand it from that perspective. It definitely is a blow to Ohio State's depth at linebacker, which has already been one of the biggest questions of the year. Now you got to see if Paulie get Neo Teote or somebody else can fill that role. And when he's had his opportunities, Paulie has done a pretty good job in that uh, limited role. And I think we'll just see that start to grow. So your philosophy is rip the Band-Aid off. That's right. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry, Austin. <laughs> just go. Dallas. Talk about the defense. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. I'll talk about it. I mean, rip I, the Band-Aid, I, I, Tim. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's kind of hard to figure out what the depth situation is at linebacker yeah. right now, in my opinion. And you lose a guy who might be in the running, might not, you know, might get his act back together, et cetera, you know, and you've invested a lot of time in bringing him along, along, you know, it's, it's got to hurt you in, in some respect. Uh, I am very interested to see, to see Pallier Neoteote. Did I say that right? I think you got Close it. Enough. I'm interested to see him get more and more time. I think from what I've watched, I think he's pretty, I think he has the potential to be pretty good. Cody Simon, I think, could be one of their, I think he blitzes with gusto. We'd like to see him figure out the little slip moves to blitz with gusto and get there, et cetera. And then uh, Tommy Ackberg, obviously, he's big in their plans, you know. But as you pointed out, I mean, a couple of those guys look like they're already ailing a little bit. So anytime you lose depth, it's got to hurt you, especially in the middle of the year. It's just, you know, like I, we saw the Utah quarterback started the first three games, got replaced late in the game the other night. Now he's transferred. I mean, there are some real snap judgments going on out there by some people. But they're doing it, and the transfer portal is, is changing things as much as anything else in college football right now. I'm just 
But we'll get to what I think about the rest of the defense in a minute. Go ahead there, Spence. I think when I look at this and the way that, that it's shaken out the first three games, we've seen the rise of the bullet position. Ronnie Hickman is playing that pretty well. Double-digit tackles in the first two games, led the team with nine against Tulsa. He's the kind of guy that can kind of be the athlete that they need on the field but also kind of play a linebacker role. We knew that they were only going to play two linebackers at a time in this defense with the, with the bullet position on the field. And so uh, I, I came up with a saying that's Really you got a weird. saying too. I love it. What? Is happening? He's, he's almost like a, a casualty of the bullet. We're so creative. Because oh, no. he like, but I didn't mean to say it. Do you like blame that. the bullet or do you I, blame the person shooting it? No, but I, that's I, I didn't question. mean to make it up, and then I said it, and I was like, oh, that kind of sounds oh, weird. But that, that's what it is. Like, if if you can only put two guys on the field at a time, and you've got the, and you've got the young guys who are going to play eventually, yeah. they're obviously going to play immediately. And well, so you, these older guys. Like that sounds like Gant. another saying. Go like a Dallas Gantt is almost just kind of figured his way out of the lineup. And and when you have those athletic guys that can play linebacker, that can play safety, I think it's more versatile to have those guys on the field anyways, but it still sucks for this team to lose a guy like Dallas Gantt. Well, and here's the other part of that situation and the factor that if Ohio State is going to play more of these two high safety looks, then they're going to need a Band-Aid to cover this bullet hole. And wow. I, like, I like what you did there. Nice. Wow. I, well done. I think – you know, so some point, I don't know how this is going to work out. So we've asked, and the question I asked last week to Ryan Day was, do you have to figure out guys and stop the mass personnel substitutions and settle on a guy? And he basically said if, if other people were earning playing time, they wouldn't be rotating. And I still don't know that they have that figured out. Now, Dallas Gant was not part of that plan on Saturday. Yeah. We saw and we talked about uh, Craig Young taking on a very versatile role, and, and I wouldn't call it a true linebacker. He was sort of he was playing on the defensive line and in the secondary. They're doing really, something with him though. There's something going yeah. on. We saw after practice tonight, Court Williams out for a very long time practicing. Um, they need him to be part of this solution. He's again, he's not a linebacker. A lot of the pieces fit around that group. Taraja Mitchell is going to be healthy at some point. You know he'll be out there. Tommy Eichenberg is clearly dealing with some of the early growing pains that go with. He's only played three games. I know people want to be very critical of him right now. He needs patience the same way that Pete Warner needed patience and Baron Browning needed patience and, and Raekwon McMillan needed time to become what he became. I'm not saying that Tommy Eichenberg is going to play like either or any of those guys, <laughs> but it's too early to know for sure. Yeah. So that's a solution. We talked about Paula, EA. You know, they have guys, Kayvon Pope. Kayvon Pope is actually, I mean, if we were placing bets <laughs> heading into the season about which veteran linebacker wouldn't be here by week four, I, I, yeah. I, everyone would have said Kayvon Pope, but every time he gets out on the field, he makes plays. And so all of a sudden you start to go, well, maybe we should play this guy more. And Ohio State opened the season with Minnesota, the real run-heavy offensive of the Gophers. Where does that fit in with a guy like Dallas Gant the rest of the season? You don't really see that again until November when you play Michigan State in Michigan. And by that time, if somebody else hasn't developed and isn't ready to take over that role, then the pro the doesn't matter anyway, right? It's, yeah. it's kind of a moo point. So I just yeah. feel like it's a situation. Stop saying moo. Moo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a situation where uh, Dallas Gant's role was going to shrink just Third by who they're playing over the next six yeah. weeks. And so you, you see an opportunity for Kayvon Pope, for Cody Simon. Cody Simon a, is a superstar in the making, and I don't want to be hyperbolic about it. That kid has every part that they're looking for in the defense. And he's played very well. Yeah. Um, he's pretty hyperbolic, though, but go ahead. I mean, hey, yeah. I believe in it. But I here's believe the thing about Kevon Pope. Is, is Kevon Pope one of these guys that just doesn't practice well? I mean, you know, I mean, because we've seen him. I've seen him 
throughout my career covering sports. And uh, but you're, I think he. And on the flip side, game, are there other guys who are practicing every, well that just don't play exactly? Well? But every game he's gotten into, he's made a play yeah. of some sort. And clearly, you know, when we were talking to Ryan Day earlier this week. Guys are stepping up and making some plays, you know, not the least of whom is Ronnie Hickman. I'm, I'm writing about just sort of that rise of some guys uh, for later this week at LettermanRoad.com with, you know, just with Ronnie Hickman's one of those guys like you talked about. He's shown he can do a couple of things pretty well. You got to get him involved, you know. Uh, Craig Young, like you touched on a minute ago, they clearly have got the thinking caps on with this guy because we saw it right in front of us last week and stuff and some things they were trying. So. I'm very curious where this is going. You know, it's an old, it's an old line too, speaking of sayings, lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. You know, sometimes players don't see themselves in whatever it is that's coming you know, from the new solution, you know, the new, uh, the new uh, 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 chemical uh, uh, equation that's going to put things, fix things right. Maybe Dallas Gantt, I think, evidently saw that. Well, and so it's better sometimes for people to move on and, but I see guys rising. I mean, I see guys rising right in front of our eyes. What you do see. Was that a what, saying? And know. what maybe maybe Dallas Gant did see and what a lot of these guys, it appears, are becoming accustomed to, that youth movement is alive and well and it's, and it's happening, you know, right in front of us. Yeah, I mean, the, it the has guys, to. The guys that are playing and stepping up and making plays and, and starting to take control and, you know, owning their roles are Cody Simon, it's Denzel Burke, it's Ronnie Hickman who – isn't really a, a young guy, but he misses entire first year in the program, and, and he's right. still relatively new when it comes to being on the field. Like, all of the guys that we're talking about right now as playmakers in this defense are all guys who are playing in their first or second year with real on-the-field reps, other than Taraja Mitchell, who just missed a game, so we don't really know exactly yeah. you know, where that's going to fall. I'm, assu- I'm assuming he's going to be a huge part of the turnaround of this defense and, and be one of those, those senior leaders who can take the reins of that alongside all these young guys. But that, you know, we started to hint at it right after the, the Tulsa game. That youth movement is real, and it's happening, and it's coming fast. And Tyleek Williams, I didn't mean to jump in there, but Tyleek Williams, I mean, I've got my eye on that guy because I watched, went back and watched video of the, I mean, he's making moves on guards and centers and stuff and getting in getting in the mix. I mean, that's what they need, that little spark up front that's going to get them going. Should be coming from Tyreek uh, Smith and perhaps Zach Harrison if he can play again this week, but but also JT Tuimolo-Au and, uh, and Jack Sawyer. We expect to see more of them because you got to get, you know, to have a chemical reaction, you got to get a little spark. And uh, I think it's it's got to come from up front. A lot of chemical talk. Yeah, I yeah think, I'm sorry, man. If a dog will bite you, he'll bite you as a pup. I want to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's I think, Tim's chemical romance. <laughs> Chemistry. In, inside inside this building I think there's been a little bit the panic button is not being pushed quite the way that it was last week because uh, of the things that they saw from the younger players and if they're going to build this defense into what they become I think they've shifted they've they took what happened against Oregon and if the veteran guys are not going to play to the standard that's expected of them they've given the opportunity to these other guys and it wasn't just because of who they played and they accepted that there were going to be Lumps. Some some lumps, and they were going to take them if they came against Tulsa and Akron or Rutgers or Maryland with the design that by the middle of October and later that this could be a really good defense. And I know for a fact that there's more confidence as we stand in here today than there was at this time a week ago. Yeah, because yes. if you're going to take lumps, you want to take them with the freshmen, right? Because you don't want to take them with 
seniors. You don't want to put guys out there who have been here for four years and aren't buying into everything that's being asked of them. The freshmen are, and therefore, if you're going to take a hit, you'd rather it be a guy that's fresh and new and, and willing to bounce back from it a little bit more aggressively or maybe with a little more, uh, in Tim's phrase, gusto, you know? And speaking of gusto, we're like in a nor'easter here. So why did you pick this spot? I really it's wanted, very cold. I wanted folks tunnel. to know what it's like in the, in the atmosphere, yeah. in the climate. Well, Buddy, with global warming going on, I, I, I relish this moment. This I mean, it's been really hot. I, I wish we were out playing golf in this weather yes, right now. Yes, me too. Um, Denzel Burke, you brought him up, Spencer. I was standing there listening to him and trying to think, well, first of all, I wish that I could listen to him talk every single week. Uh, I've loved watching him play. I've been very surprised by what he's given in the first three games of his career. I really didn't see that coming. Berm, Tim, uh, Spencer, you've got a little bit less, so I know who you would compare him to, um, and I, I'm going to steal a part of it. He's a mix between Denzel Ward as a freshman with some Bradley Roby confidence, and I'm not going to go quite to the Dame Arnett level quite yet. But the I swagger's can, there. I, right. I can see it coming, and He's I got like, an edge, man. I do like I like you guys know that Dame was one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. So that's how that's why I won't put him quite there yet, but boy. It's coming along quite nicely for Ohio State. The comparisons that I got from the people in this building when Denzel Burke committed to Ohio State was Denzel Ward. Yeah. Um, I, I was a little reluctant to buy it because with Denzel Ward, I was just always blown away by the speed. And I don't know if, if it's just with Denzel Burke, he plays so under control and, and maybe you don't feel the speed or, or see it as, as blatantly, but- It's there. Clearly the kid is really good. I mean, I, go, I, I would go back to I'm not going to certainly invoke, evoke the name like Antoine Winfield or anyone like that, but he reminds me of one of those late 90s corners that was just kind of, he was just, he was not afraid of anybody. And, and I like that style. Bradley Roby's another good comparison to me. But I want to tell you the way he moves his feet, the way he hardly, it seems like he's hardly touching the ground. He's one of those kind of great sprinter uh, athletes. It reminds me a little bit of Chris Gamble also, because Chris Gamble looked like he was almost like a marionette. His feet were hardly ever touching the ground. I mean, really, the way he ran, it's its remarkable. Uh, he is a mix of a lot of guys. Chris but, Gamble played cornerback but, and wide receiver at Ohio State in 2002 yeah, to 2004. Yeah. He played almost every play against Miami. But I digress. Bottom line is... Well, that's uh, a good comparison. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Interesting. Oh, absolutely. Former first-round pick. All he, all he needed was a... Uh, Spencer's the one. Who all he needed was a bottle of water. But the bottom line is, I you really like in Wyoming or something. I really, are y'all bringing up Wyoming and Ohio? You corners, well, what are y'all doing? Go outside. You're interrupting. It feels like me. Wyoming. My point is, I really like this kid. I think he's only young man. I think he's only going to get better. But the tools are there. It's crazy. Uh, the Denzel Ward, I think, analogy is probably as close for all you young whippersnappers to remember uh, far back. Uh, wow, I, I, the future is so bright for this young guy. The thing about him that strikes me. It's really crazy that if he was wearing purple and gold and playing in Baton Rouge, he'd be a first-team All-American candidate right now because that's what they did with Derek Stingley through three games. And when you watch Derek Stingley's freshman year and you watch Denzel Burke's first three games, they look very, very similar. And I know we always like to make the Ohio State comparisons, but like the way that Stingley moved as a freshman, the way he had the confidence, he carried himself, he was a leader of the defense right when he got on campus. Like. That's what you're seeing on Denzel Burke, and I think that should excite everybody just as much as any Ohio State comparison because that guy's going to be a top-five pick this year, and Denzel Burke should be getting the attention as a freshman that Stingley got when he was a freshman. Sure, the buzz is different because Denzel Burke played wide receiver in high school and right. wasn't a five-star, number-one-ranked player in the country like, like, uh, like Stingley was. But clearly what we're seeing here at Ohio State is what the best defenses in the last decade have relied upon, and that's now 
cornerback play that you can count on. And with Cam Brown getting healthy, uh, and, and now Denzel Burke, and with Seven Banks, whatever was going on with Seven Banks, I mean, it looked to me like he sort of righted things a little bit Saturday when he got onto the field for the first time this year. And if you can get a good rotation out of those three guys and then mix in J.K. Johnson and Jordan Hancock as the season goes along, the secondary has not been bad for Ohio State. To me, the, the question mark all year has really been the defensive line and the, the way that they've been ineffective in getting to the quarterback. And they put a lot of pressure on that secondary, but those young guys in the secondary have stepped up. Ohio State is so, 129th so, out of 130 teams in the country on defense as far – not on, not just defense, on how many starts at per position of anyone in the country. They are 120 – so this is a – it's so young, and we, like, we put so much pressure on them. And is it fair? Uh, here's, what, here's my big question. Is it fair to judge anything based on what we're going to see Saturday? No. Okay. That's why I didn't uh, talk about Akron. Yeah. I know, but I'm just saying. We're I think we're going to see pressure on we the quarterback. Have a very good rapid reaction if we don't make any assessments. Yeah, <laughs> but but I think I think we are going to see pressure on the quarterback. I'm not giving away no, my rapid sure. react or my 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 prognostication or where that whatever. It's that called is. a bold prediction. In my obscene prediction, but you know, what what are we going to learn from this game? Do you think from everything we just talked about from a defensive standpoint? You know, we this team got beat 60 to 10, I think, by Auburn. I think. Sixty to nothing, whatever. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's not. It's not going to be the amount of yards they give up. Yeah. Unless it's five hundred, it's not going to be the amount of points. Are you going to go out and grab them by the neck? Unless it's twenty-four, you know, something like that. It's going to be: Is Court Williams healthy enough to play, and do they play him? Yeah. Uh, Does Seven Banks get in that mix earlier? Those are the last two people that were on the field tonight. I would take that as a pretty good sign for Seven Banks, uh, based on what had been happening previously. Um, You know. What are they going to do with the linebacker rotation in the early part of the game? Who is able to make the most of those opportunities? You know, does Tyleek Williams and uh, you know Jack Sawyer, JT Tuimolau, are they on the field first? I, yeah. you, the things that we learn are probably going to be limited to the first few drives, but there are also a lot of young people on both sides of the football that need reps against anybody that is not wearing a scarlet and gray jersey. Do you remember last week when we were all fired up about watching pregame warm-ups and see if they're going to go out there in the two-deep safety, and they didn't <laughs> throughout the pregame warm-ups? And then what do they go out and do the first uh, snap? They're in the two-deep safety, and you're going, okay, they are thinking, they are changing things. I'm sorry, and Spence. There are a couple other things that you can watch for. Like, okay, if Akron breaks a, a 15-yard run, is Bryson Shaw taking the correct angles? Is he in the right place when he's supposed to be in pass coverage? Are the linebackers getting enough – enough depth but they're not giving up the middle ground is a defensive lineman not covering a running back like he was last week like there are little things oh sure and, and you're gonna have to nitpick when it comes to the time when you play Akron we had to nitpick a couple years ago when they played Miami Ohio and even when they played Maryland because that, that you know that these these uh these massive blowouts you've got to find little things but there are a few different things that I'll be watching from this defense, and they're all in that back seven. But at the same time, I feel much more confident in the back seven than I did a week and a half yeah. ago. I yeah. mean, I think you can just simply nitpick whether or not Ohio State goes out and destroys Akron like they're supposed to. This is this is a, a, a situation where if a good Ohio State team will go win this game by 70 points and do that pretty much without trying. And so I think – I just want to see a team that goes out there confident and aggressive, and that's that's pretty much what yeah. you always want to see against these lower caliber teams. I want to see the Buckeyes go out and assert their dominance from snap one to snap 85 and get out of there healthy and, and toward, turning towards Rutgers. Like I've always said, my, one of my old sayings is play like you're supposed to play. Play play to your to your level, who you are. Show who you are no matter who you're playing, 
And that's exactly what they need to show on Saturday, that they have made progress on the defensive side, that they can take a grab, a hold of a team that they are seven and a half touchdown favorites over and play that way. Yeah, attitude is going to be visible and, yeah. and, and pride is visible. And that's all I want to see in the horseshoe on Saturday is a team that goes out there and plays with pride and says, hey, we're, we're, we're done feeling sorry for ourselves. We're done feeling like we have excuses because we're young. And you go out there and you, and you blow their doors off. Very last thing, when I keep referencing this because I think it's pretty comparable. When Ohio State hosted Miami two years ago, Chase Young had a strip sack in the first half. He had two more sacks in the first half. I think he had four tackles for loss. That guy did not care who no. he was playing. He didn't care to play down to the level. He didn't care to go through the motions. That's what I'm hoping to see from this Ohio State defensive line on Saturday. It doesn't matter who you're going against. As long as the helmet doesn't have the Buckeye leaves on it, you know, destroy somebody and, and get to the quarterback. Because that's what, if you want to be at that first-round level, like all these guys on the defensive line want to be, that's the standard. And it doesn't matter if you make the play or not, but are you going as hard as you can because that's the way Chase Young played. And so that's all these defensive linemen right now want to be Chase Young. Now's your chance to, to Don't start. Don't do it, Tim. Now's <laughs> your chance to start doing that. They need to play from A to Z. Get it? Hey, if you ah, like. Ah, the Akron Zips. If you like Ugh. your puns. We got you coming. Mixed in with your That's a good saying. Then you can subscribe to Letterman Row and part of the On3 network for $10 for an entire year. And, I mean, these, this a, kind of coverage. That's worth it. Doesn't come cheap. No. Except with this deal. Yeah. Since a day. That's a hell of a As deal. Says. So you can sign up for that right now. Uh, we appreciate you also watching right here on the Letterman Row YouTube channel. This is the Practice Report, which is brought to you by Byers Auto. We have some fun, don't we? That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Saturday night in prime time. <laughs> Full coverage of Ohio State Akron coming at LettermanRow.com. We'll see you there.